Welcome to The Positive Sip, stories about life, leadership, and Mississippi. I'm your host, Dr. Regina Hyatt. This episode, you'll hear a special Mississippi story and my reflections on leadership. So let's begin. Welcome to today's edition of Mississippi Stories. It's really my pleasure to introduce Maya Emerson, former student body president at Mississippi State, an incredible young person out representing Mississippi in the world today. Maya, thank you so much for joining us on The Positive Sip. No, thank you, Dr. Hyatt. So excited to be on the first season of The Positive Sip. This is awesome. Well, Maya, you are a Mississippian and Mm -hmm. Meridian, Mississippi is your hometown. So Mm -hmm. tell our Positive Sip listeners about Meridian and what you love best about growing up there. Meridian is a beautiful community. I could talk about, you know, my schools, my church family, broader community, but I think um, Meridian and Mississippi more broadly is often written off, you know, kind of the, the what good can come from that place sort of attitude. But I love that a place that is written off like Meridian is filled with just good people doing the best they can with, you know, the hand that they were dealt. I love the commitment of the teachers and the school administrators that I saw at Meridian High School who just worked to get students to graduate, you know, took students in if they needed somewhere to go. I love the local organizations that are pouring into their youth. I was a part of the Delta Gems, and and I love that organization. I love the just do right mentality um, of my hometown. And I just love that a place that can be written off is also filled with so much beauty. You know, it's a complicated place. And honestly, many of the folks that grow up there, their goal is to get out. But the farther away I get, the more I'm able to just recognize the beauty of the place I call home. Maya, thanks for sharing that. And I think that obviously being away from home certainly gives you a perspective about all of the values that that you learned and have taken with you from your hometown. This summer, actually, you worked with your fellow student body presidents to lobby our elected officials in Mississippi to make a change to the state flag. And that was a project that you worked on when you were a student leader as well. So how did you get reconnected to your former colleagues and, and why was that important to you to be part of this historic effort to make this change? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So first, I should just lift up that students have been advocating for change in the flag for years. I mean, years before I was even thought of at Mississippi State. And so this is a, a movement that just gained traction. So th- the story is, I was on Instagram and I saw that around the time that Breonna Taylor was killed, there was an automatic email generation link where you could just click the link, fill in your information, and and it sent an email to the attorney general, I believe. And so I saw that and I thought, what an awesome tool. How can we 
you know, harnessed the, the energy of this moment to create some type of change in Mississippi? And how can we maybe use this tool to start a larger conversation in our state? And I automatically thought the flag. And I kid you not, the next day, my friend Leighton Little called me and I knew instantly what he wanted to discuss. He said, hey, Maya, I just wanted to call about. And I said, the flag. And we laughed. And that's how it started. So a group of us, it was Leighton and myself, Olivia Roberts, Bailey Thornton, Bria Henderson, and Nick Harris. We kind of all used our areas of expertise to start this movement, start this larger conversation. So we used the email tool and folks were able to click the link and they could automatically send an email to their legislator about wanting the state flag change. And so from that, we really started this larger statewide conversation about the flag and about potentially changing it. And so everybody had the expertise in the group. Olivia is super well-connected and knew every legislator. You know, Layton is a policy guru. So we all had our, our strengths. And what I brought to the table was kind of all of the organizing skills and tools that I had learned that summer in my internship. So I thought, who can we organize? Who, who can lift up the voice of, you know, the next generation of leaders in Mississippi? And I thought, the student body presidents. And so I drafted a letter and I called Jojo Dodd and Roxy Raven and they helped me make it 10 times better. And from there, folks started calling me and saying, Hey, how do I get on this letter? I heard about it. I reached out to my other president friends and I stemmed to share it with their president friends. And then it got larger than I could even handle. And so this was just one, an awesome example of how young people have power. And if we harness it and organize and use it, you know, we can start larger conversations that make changes like changing a state flag. And so this meant absolutely everything. And I'll be honest, Dr. Hyatt, we didn't even plan to be successful. We thought that we'll start this conversation about the flag. We'll have to keep organizing. It'll be OK. And we could have never anticipated the outcome that, that we received. Maya, you and the other student body presidents, both from Mississippi State and then at the other institutions of higher learning in Mississippi, certainly were a really important voice in that process. And I just want to commend you on your efforts. And, and I think we're all tremendously grateful that ultimately the decision was made to, to make a change. So uh, one of the things you said earlier, you talked about being away and mm -hmm. that um, you were in Providence. And so you decided to go to Brown to go to graduate school. And now you are working in D.C. full time. What pieces of Mississippi have you taken with you that are helping you to succeed in these new environments? Dr. Hyatt, I never knew how much being a Southerner and specifically being a Mississippi was such a huge part of my identity. I find myself always talking about Mississippi. Everybody I work with knows that I'm from Mississippi, and so that's beautiful. But it, I take the values that I spoke about earlier um, to my work and that grounds my work and helps me be successful. But, but I bring every aspect of Mississippi, the, the good and the bad. And I think where Mississippi has room to improve 
is is what motivates me. Understanding the unique needs of my community is what helps me succeed. Those lived experiences in Meridian, Mississippi, in in school and in high school and and around the education system as um, a student body president with the the IHO Board of Trustees, all of those experiences help inform my work that is in education policy. So I wouldn't say that ambition is necessarily what fuels my success, which is fine. I think ambition is great. But I, I think what really fuels my drive and even the career path that I chose is understanding Mississippi's unique needs and wanting to really soak in all that I can from other places to hopefully one day bring it back to to my hometown and my home state. As a student, you took on a lot of leadership roles and you've, of course, we've talked about your being student body president. What is it that you believe about leadership? Hmm. That's a great question. When I think about leadership, I, I think about stewardship. I think that, you know, as a leader, people put their faith and trust in you. They put resources in your hand. They put time in a, in a platform. They provide you with a platform. And so I think of good stewardship when I think of leadership. You know, you may not be able to speak publicly, comfortably, or, you know, you may not be good at running a meeting well. But if you can be a good steward of people's time, if you can be a good steward of people's hopes that they've put into you and their faith that they've put in you, I think that's what makes a good leader. So I believe that leadership is more about good stewardship than about anything else. Love that. Thank you. And I was going to say, honestly, Dr. Hyatt, I feel like you've taught me a lot of that. I'll never forget a conversation. We were in some meeting and somebody mentioned you know, oh, I'm not sure that this fits into our culture here. I'll never forget that. And you went, well, you know, other people can come in and kind of define our culture as well. It doesn't have to be one thing. And and your way of just speaking into that situation, I, I speak about it all the time. And it is it's informed how I view leadership. You know, you're a leader that doesn't make things all about you. It's about the work. You're a good steward of your time, a good steward of, you know, the love and faith that your students put into you. And so a lot of what I've learned about leadership comes from just watching you do your thing. So thank you for that. We're not allowed to cry on the positive sip, but I may, cry, I may be Dr. shedding Hyatt. a tear, Maya. You, you sometimes make me do that, but you know, it's because I love you. So appreciate, I know, don't cry. appreciate those comments and um, really grateful to have wonderful students like you and have just learned tremendously from, from you as well. Um, and you did talk a little bit about this in your earlier comment about this idea of ambition, but what what keeps you encouraged and motivated to pursue those dreams of helping others, this idea of stewardship? What keeps you pressing forward? Because as you mentioned, there's there's some bumps, some bumps in the road and some some real challenges that have to be overcome particularly for Mississippi and and just more broadly. So what keeps you going? You know, I'll tell you this. My 
biggest fear, when I was smaller, I would say my biggest fear is failure. But but that's not true. What I was trying to say is my biggest fear is not growing into all that I can, all that I can be. Because, and, and that's my biggest fear, because I believe that we all have a role to play. You know, we all have a role to make this world better using our gifts and our talents. And so what keeps me motivated is knowing that I have a responsibility to leave this place better than I found it. I have a responsibility to the place that shaped me, Mississippi and Meridian, Mississippi, to take in all that I can and make it better for the next person. So the the fundamental belief that we all have a role to play in this life is, is what keeps me motivated. I love that. Thank you. So Maya, I know this about you because I've seen you give a number of speeches when you were student body president. I know you have a favorite quote, and I assume that like a lot of people, you kind of have favorite quotes for different seasons in your life and also different experiences. So would you share with the positive sip what one of your current favorites is and why that resonates for you? Yeah, and that's so interesting that you posed that question that way because I was going to say I'm unsure if I have one overarching favorite quote, but I do have a quote that has been kind of inspiring me in in where we are today in this country, in Mississippi, etc. So, and it's actually a Bible verse, and I won't say from what book because the point here isn't for me to preach a sermon, and you can believe in any faith, but still take this principle. And what I've been holding close to my heart is seek justice, but love mercy. Our country is in a divided, polarized place, and we are in need of so much healing. And so, you know, my place and my posture has been to seek justice, to speak out for injustices, to, to you know, work to close gaps and to work to lift up communities' voices, but to also show mercy and realize that we all have different stories. We all have different reasons why we believe what we believe. And in order for us to heal, I believe that we, we're going to have to seek justice, speak up for what's right and, and call out what's wrong, but to also love each other and, and be kind to each other. And so that's what's speaking to me right now, Dr. Hyatt. Seek justice, love mercy, no matter your faith. I think that principle applies to the times that we're in right now. Maya, thank you for inspiring our listeners today on the Positive Sip, all of the stories that you've shared and the inspiration that you have provided, I think will really resonate with our listeners today. I just want to say this, Maya, and I know that you and I have known each other for a long time. I hope that someday the path will lead you back to Mississippi. I'm so proud of the work that you're doing in D.C. right now, and I know ultimately that it will improve Mississippi and Mississippians' lives. But I do hope the path will lead you back here someday uh, because you have so much to contribute and Mississippi is a better place for the time that you've spent here And certainly I know we'll continue to be a better place because you're from here. 
So thank you, Maya, so much for being on the Positive Sip and bringing some positive love to our our listeners today. Well, I love you. You know that. And thank you so much for having me. And listen, the further away I get from Mississippi, the more I'm like, I need to get back. So we'll see. I love it. We'll take a we'll see. We'll we'll count on it. <laughs> okay. Bye, friends. Thank you. Bye. Today's reflection on leadership revisits our conversation with Maya and her thoughts around leadership as stewardship. And stewardship is something that you may or may not be familiar with. Stewardship in context of leadership is the idea that the leader or leaders are entrusted with providing vision, support, guidance, etc., in a way that protects the resources, the people, etc., who are involved. And I really think this is a tremendously important part of leadership. And Maya spoke eloquently about this idea because she believes, as do I, that people are putting their trust in you as a leader. They are putting their belief in you that you are working in the best interest of the organization or the entity in which you are leading. I really like this thought, and it places a tremendous, of course, responsibility on the leader to ensure that you are, in fact, stewarding the organization in the way in which it should be. But it also is a tremendous gift, this idea of this level of trust that comes between the leader and the organization and the people that are involved in it is such an important and invaluable experience. I have recently been reading a book called Becoming Better Grownups, and it's written by a man named Brad Montague. Brad is an author, but importantly, you may know him because he's also the uncle of the kid president. And I love the kid president. I don't know if you remember him, but when he was a little kid, Robbie is his name. Robbie did all these videos as the kid president and they were of a motivational nature and they were always really fun and about sort of his life and his experiences and beliefs about who we could be as people, as kids or as grownups. And Brad was the person who always helped Robbie to create those videos. And he has since, he being Brad, has since continued to write and to talk about leadership and life and the importance of the positive relationships between adults and kids and that we all have something to learn from each other. In Brad's book, Becoming Better Grownups, he has a poem that really 
for me, highlights this idea of stewardship. And I wanted to share that here today. The poem says, may we all remember the magic we have known and never forget we need each other. No person flies alone. Should your spark start to fade because of stress or time or fear, you'll need reminding of your flying and the reasons we are here. To fly and help each other fly. It's wild and it's true. To fly and help each other fly is what we're here to do. This for me encaptures the idea of stewardship. It's a mutually supportive relationship and that we as leaders are here to help steward our organizations and its members in its reaching its goals and to honor the faith and time and trust that the people that are surrounding us are providing so our organizations, our workplaces, our families, our communities can succeed. Thank you for joining us on The Positive Sip. We hope you'll be listening again for our next episode. The Positive Sip is produced and edited by Flora Dito, Carson Brantley, and Katie Corbett.